as creators, there are so many things that we have to learn to be successful in this industry, from managing our content and our audience to our personal life and mental health. In Coached, a sub-series of Social Scoop podcasts by SocialMate, we work one-on-one with a member of our private creator coaching community, The Social Suite, and you get to be a fly on the wall during our call. I'm Kristen Busquet, and I've been a full-time creator for over three years, and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Let's dive right in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Social Scoop Podcast. We teach entrepreneurial creators to turn their online influence into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Every Tuesday, you can catch the weekly news and an interview with an industry expert. And every Thursday, you get to be a fly on the wall during a personalized coaching call with one of our members. My name is Kristen Busquet. And as always, I'm so excited that you're here. Today, I am here with Megan Crawshaw, a home decor, DIY and lifestyle creator who also happens to be a member of the social suite and a creator that I've been personally working with since 2021. If you're interested in getting your free one-on-one podcast coaching call, you can become a member of our private membership community, The Social Suite. Without further ado, let's dive into it. Megan, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Of course. So yeah, we've been working together for a really long time. I obviously know you very well, but for anyone listening who does not know you yet, just give us a little bit of an inside scoop on who you are. Yeah, so full-time, I'm a high school counselor in Florida, and then um, part-time, I do content creation on Instagram mainly and a little bit of TikTok. I love it. Yeah, I feel like you have such a, like a very specific type of content. Like when I go to your page, I'm like, oh, that's Megan's. Like, I don't, I don't know. I like relate it to you so, so easily. Um, Like you have a very like boho kind of vibe with, I feel like everything that you do. Yes, that's definitely the goal. (laughs) Well, it's working. It's working. So um, there were a few questions that you had wanted to go over um, and we'll kind of jump around and and go through them. Um, I'll have some questions for you throughout as well, but we'll try and get you to a place where at the end of this call, you just are feeling a little bit better about everything, feeling a little bit more like prepared and have some actionable steps to actually like dive into these um, struggles that I'll tell you, you're definitely not the only one going through. Um, So let's first start off. You had said your engagement rate was going down quite a bit, um, possibly because of your decrease in frequency of posting. And you were looking to kind of get that back up. So give me like a little bit more information there. How's everything been going with you in terms of frequency and engagement rate? So when it's the summertime, I feel like I'm posting a lot more um, just because I'm off of work. But then when I get into the fall and the spring, um, I'm posting significantly less and I'm making a lot less content. Um, So I have seen my engagement rate go down. Um, I feel like I was hovering right around 3% um, over the summer. And now I feel like it's definitely gone down. So I'm just like interested in getting that up. Also, I feel like my engagement in general, is a lot lower than it was over the summer. Like, I feel like people aren't liking or commenting on my stuff as frequently. Yeah, engagement, I feel like is something that everyone that I talk to ever is always like struggling with. It's hard to keep it where we want it. Um, And I think with the introduction of reels, it's been even more difficult because like, I think about the way that people use their phones 
now versus like before TikTok existed. Like you used to actually stop and like read things, comment, like all of the things. But now with TikTok, like I'm so used to watching a video and just scrolling that like even if I like the video, I probably like don't like it. Like I'm not actually physically liking it. So I honestly think that TikTok has had like a huge impact on the way that anyone engages on any platform. And I think that's a huge reason reason as to why we're all seeing engagement rate a lot lower. Um, and something else too, and I know these are like not really great actionable items, but just stuff to think about. Another thing too, is I just feel like a lot of people, especially on Instagram are like burnt out of of the whole like liking commenting like we're just tired you know like Mm -hmm. even think about yourself like do you take right now are you taking as much time to like like and comment on things as you used to no right close yeah not even close same like sometimes I feel like I post something I'll like stick around I watch stories a lot but Mm -hmm. then I'm like out I I can't even really remember the last time I took a lot of time to scroll through my feed right yeah I would agree with that yeah, and I I think again like the way that we're using the app is just so different, but that's a huge factor as to why engagement could be so much lower cuz like we're not the only two people feeling that. Like so many other people are just like not interacting the way that they they used to. So, I almost am kind of thinking of like I guess the end of 2022 into 2023 like we're almost in this like new normal of what engagement looks like. And again, like it's it's not just us. This is what I've seen across the board. Everyone has been saying the same thing. Unless you have a reel that like pops off, if it's getting a ton more reach, of course, it's going to get more likes and more comments. And of course, that will help boost your engagement rate. But for, you know, the majority of people who don't have things going viral all the time, this is almost just like a new normal of what engagement mm-hmm. looks like. Yeah. Um, one thing too that I think is, important to realize because I know for me when I'm thinking about engagement obviously there's part of engagement that I'm like well I want my engagement to be a certain way but it's mostly because like I don't want brands to think that like no one cares about my content right like yeah that's the most important part um and I think that it's important to know a lot of the brands that I've had conversations with are fully aware that like this is this is happening for everyone you know like mm-hmm. um I think their their standards are a little bit lower than what they used to be as well for at least with brands that I've had conversations with okay. um so overall first thing to know is that like yes it's happening to everyone the way that we're using our phones is different like it, there's a lot of external factors like that that I think are super important to consider because it's hard for you probably to like look through this checklist of like, okay, this is what I, my post needs to happen. Like, you know, this is when I need to post it. I need to have my call to action, da, 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 like all of these things. And you check all of the mm-hmm. boxes and you're still like, why is it not giving me the yes. result that I want? Um, think about those external things as well, you know? And another yeah. thing too, like a lot of people are in the same situation as you where like, maybe they're, especially like if you have people who follow you that are in school, you know, like college mm-hmm. students or whatever, summer, they have all the time in the world fall like okay we have things going on now um Mm -hmm. so like that's another thing too also with with covid like starting in you know the fall a lot of companies went back into the actual office so like Mm -hmm. you know like less people sitting on their phones all day all these external factors uh are very important but i don't think it's fair to like solely blame it on the external factors like obviously it's important for you to like 
take a hard look at what you're doing and, and really ask yourself, like, is there anything else that I can do here? Um, so one thing that I've noticed recently with content is like the typical call to actions that we used to use, you know, in 2021 and 2020, maybe just don't really work very well anymore. So like maybe back in those years, we might have put a call to action that was like, you know, comment your favorite, whatever, or like, you know, do you like this? Leave this emoji if you're going to try it. Like they were a little bit more like, I don't know if corny is the right word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like very like surface level, like do yeah. this if you want this. Um, I think now it's like got to be a little bit deeper of mm -hmm. a call to action. Like find ways to get people engaged that are more than just like solely to leave a comment, you know, like ask questions, spark conversation. Um, even when you're getting comments in the responses, like getting comments, when you go to respond to them, like, how can you further the conversation there? You know, like mm -hmm. if someone says, oh, you know, um, I love the way you redid your kitchen and you comment back and just say, thank you. Like that ends the conversation right there. Are there any ways that you can be like, oh, thanks. Like, you know, um, did you see this one da, 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 like or whatever else you know yeah, like maybe you yeah. refer to something else or because all of those count as comments too like even if you're commenting and yeah, that's gonna right. help boost the rate too. that's true yeah yeah I, I think that's something a lot of people do is just and I do it myself all the time too I'm just like thank you on to the next one thank you like you know and you're kind of just responding to respond but like find ways to spark conversation there also this one like there's a way to do it right and a way to like be scammy about it. Um, but like sparking conversation, like are there ways, is there anything like controversial that you do? Like when you're, you know, do you like not mix your paint before you paint with it? Or like, you know, like yeah. things, things yes. that like everyone else does that like maybe are a little different the way that you do them. Those mm -hmm. are things that are really cool to point out. And like, again, maybe putting in the comments, like, do you do it this way? Or like, am I the only one? Um, those are great ways to spark conversation. So think about like deeper ways to have call to actions. I think that's going to make a big difference. Okay. I think that sounds great. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, the other part of it too, and I'm sure you're doing this, but again, I think the way that all of us creators are doing this is very different. Um, spending time building relationships with your audience, um, Okay, so I'm reading this book right now. I literally am going to recommend it to every single person I talk to because it's so, like, it's insanely good for content creators. It's called Superfans. Um, mm -hmm. It's like a business book. And it's by this guy, Pat Flynn, who's just like genius online business guy. And it's all about building connections with your audience and turning them into like super fans so that they do all of the work of like telling people about you and your page and your products and whatever. Um, and the stuff he talks about is just so obvious, but it's stuff that you're just like, wow, why don't I do that? Why don't I mm -hmm. think about that? So yeah. first of all, book recommendations. And I think um, like reading that book and like listening to the things that he talks about will help you with this like building of your audience, building of relationships with your audience. Um, one thing that he talks about a lot is like, when you are, you know, sending out a newsletter or something, or like even writing a caption, like, writing it in a way that's like less about educating and less about sales and more about you like talking to a friend you know mm -hmm. and again this is something so obvious and we all talk about it like yeah like talk like you're talking to a friend but when you really like look at the way you write your captions are you really 
writing them that way. Um, like one thing that he talks about is like when you're writing a newsletter and I, I just changed the way that I started doing this because it made so much sense. Like basically in my newsletters, I, I write, you know, here's the new podcast episode. This is what it's all about. Da, da, da. And like, I might tell a little bit of a personal story in there, but I never really get outside of business, you know, mm-hmm. like, whereas maybe do you ever like get outside of like, you know, DIY and home decor to like talk about something in your personal life and maybe relate it back to the topic, you know, like that you can relate it to what you're posting about. Um, But like, for example, I just sent out a newsletter that had um, a picture of like our new foster dog in it. Cause I'm like, no one, unless they follow me on Instagram and watch my stories, like no one knows about these things, but these are all things that people can find ways to relate to us through. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's really about is like, how can you find ways to relate to people, maybe even outside of home decor and outside of lifestyle, like, maybe you're talking about how you're having a really hard time getting through this DIY project, because you're so busy with x, y, and z, like, or, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these crazy things like, oh, me and my husband just got in a fight about this. And now I haven't had time to get to my DIY project. And like, it might be something that people can like relate to on a more human level versus just like the level of like, what is your niche? And what are you talking about? Um, So those are things I've been kind of trying to think about with building relationships with my audience. Like, how do you build like actual better human connection versus Mm -hmm. just like, businessy you know like what is my niche let me just talk to them about my niche do you feel like you spend a lot of time like talking about stuff that's outside of your niche and like you know bringing it all together a little bit um I don't think I spend as much time as I could be for sure um like I said I'm not posting as frequently as I was before but I think that that's definitely something that I could start to implement more for sure yeah and you know it almost makes the job like a little bit easier too Mm -hmm. because you can kind of just like again, talk like you're talking to a friend. Like if you were to text a friend about this new project you're working on, like what would the text message look like? And I think that's like kind of a a cool way to look at it, you know? Um, And also the other thing too that you brought up was like post frequency. So like you Mm -hmm. haven't had a lot of time to post. And so, you know, obviously that's, that's impacted your numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, First things first, I feel like it's important to know you don't have to post a lot, you know, like, don't feel the pressure to like, Oh, my God, like, I have to start posting more. What am I going to do? Like, people aren't gonna, I'm gonna become irrelevant. No one's gonna like, listen to me anymore. Um, But at the end of the day, like, you have to do what's sustainable for you. And if Mm -hmm. there are certain times a year of year where it's easier than others, like, that's fine. People, we're still gonna see your content, you still come up on my stories all the time. Like, you know, I still see your content, even if you're not posting, you know, super frequently. So I guess my question would be, what does your frequency look like in the summer versus your frequency now? Like how often per week or per month do you feel like you're posting? I would say like in the summer, I feel like I'm posting at least once a week, if not a little bit more. And Mm -hmm. then lately, I feel like I have been posting maybe like once a month. Like I feel like it's very limited um, with the school year that started and then we got married and then our honeymoon and just I feel like I'm posting like once a month right now. (laughs) Yeah. But also like those are huge moments in your life. You know, you're mm-hmm. getting you're getting married, you're planning your wedding, you're going on your honeymoon. Like honestly, who cares about social media during those times? Like if you need to take time off, I did the same thing. Like mm-hmm. that's fine. Like you're going to get back to it and be fine. Um I would say like maybe it might be interesting for you to find ways 
that are sustainable for you to like create more frequently, but that aren't like, I know for you as someone who does DIYs and home decor, Mm -hmm. like home projects, it might feel like to create one video, you have to do like this massive project or like Mm -hmm. redo a room or like create this (laughs) new, whatever, like, and, and obviously that's very time consuming to actually do what you're teaching, but then also to make the video and post it and all of that, like, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. It makes sense that you wouldn't be able to do a ton of that, but like, are there things that you can create that are going to take five minutes worth of filming, you know, like Mm -hmm. even if it's trends, like are there, are there trends that you might come across um, or even in the membership, like we have the weekly trending sounds, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you could go to that once a week, find one of those trending sounds and and say, how can I relate this back to, you know, what I talk about in my audience or, you know, even, even getting on once a week and like just sharing a photo of whatever it is, take a quick picture around your house or a selfie Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But like, maybe even using that as kind of like a little journal entry on like, this is what's going on in in my week. Like, this is how I've been feeling. This is what's going on with all my home projects. Like keeping your audience updated and in the loop, let Mm -hmm. them know that like, hey, I'm still here. I'm still like thinking about you guys. But also that might be a really good relatable way to like build the relationship with your audience. Like, you know, guys, I'm going, doing all these things. I have all these things going on. So that's why I haven't been able to like, do all Mm -hmm. the things that I want to do like does this ever happen to you like is this just adulting like those are all things that you know like it doesn't have to be like this big crazy production of content that you're creating like maybe again using it almost as like a journal entry once a week could be like actually really like therapeutic way but also to like get content out at the same time I like that I think that we could definitely make that happen and it seems like it would be a more relaxed way to approach content creation, which I think is what I want and need right now. Exactly. Yeah. It has to be sustainable at the end of the day. Like you're not going to keep up with it and you're not going to stay consistent. If it feels like it's very overwhelming and it feels Mm -hmm. like a chore and it feels like this big thing that like, I have to do this, but I have no ideas. And like, you know, it's like exhausting. It's, you know, it's very overwhelming. Um, And that's something that I I talk with creators about all the time. So you're definitely not alone in that. But I would find ways to like, like, set an alarm for every, you know, Friday at 7pm, like, and you're going to write your your post for the week. And whenever you decide to post it, post it that weekend, post it on Monday, post it that day, doesn't matter, whatever. Mm -hmm. But at least you have it written. Yeah. And then you could also, again, like maybe you throw one video up there with like one of the trending sounds or, but again, I I would just take the, try and take the pressure off of it. The thing is Mm -hmm. like, not every post is going to be your best post in terms of engagement, reach, quality. Like that's just the way it is. But like, I think having something out there is better than nothing. You know, again, it, it helps you, uh, helps people stay in the loop with you, not only keeps your numbers up a little bit more but also again just like lets people build relationships with you because that's what when you leave it's not that the algorithm is punishing you for taking a break it's that Mm -hmm. your audience has disconnected with you because they haven't talked to you they don't know what's going on like you know you haven't updated them you haven't told them like hi I exist still like right (laughs) so I, I think keeping that relationship with them could be really helpful yeah okay I like that 
Um, so let's, I mean, you also wanted to talk about like consistency. I feel like mm-hmm. we did kind of touch on that a little bit. Um, but I have just kind of like a couple bullet points too, that might be helpful. Whenever I think about consistency, I always think about the fact that like, I can't give you a plan. That's just gonna, like, you're just gonna do it and it's gonna work because finding a streamlined process that works for you is going to be straight up trial and error, you know, like, cause what works for me may not work for you may not work for the next person. So again, finding, you have to take the time to experiment in order to figure out like, okay, I can do this again, like setting your alarm every Friday at 7 PM for your little Mm -hmm. journal entry post. Like that's, that's a great way to get started into being consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just about you trying things out. Maybe you try it out and you're like, okay, Friday at 7 PM, I'm like ready to like clock out, go to dinner, read my book for the night, whatever it is. So like, maybe Mm -hmm. you do it on Mondays at 6am before you go to work. Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever, you know, so you do these trial and error kind of things to figure out what works for you. But then once you figure that out, you're like, okay, cool. I've got that down. What else can I try? You know, Mm -hmm. and you keep going through these different things uh, of trial and error. But I feel like there's literally no good way to tell you like you just have to go through the, the ringer and try and figure out um, like what, what really works for you. So what are the things that you struggle with getting done most right now? Um, I think it's actually like the DIY process is like the main thing. We also are in a rental now compared to previously when we owned. Um, so I feel like our DIYs are significantly more limited, but I still have ideas. I just need to like commit to them, you know, like I just need to like actually do them. And, um, I mean, taking the angle of like rental friendly DIYs is like another thing that I've considered. Um, I think it's just coming up with the ideas and executing them that I'm like slow on right now. Do you feel like when you have an idea for a project, is it, if you were to execute on that project, never mind social media, but just like Mm -hmm. actually do the project, do you, does it feel therapeutic to you? Is that like you clocking out and being like, oh, I get to do a DIY project? Or are you like, oh, I have this project, but like, it's going to be so much work and like, I'm tired. I kind of want to just relax. Like, how do you feel about them? The project itself is therapeutic and I love that. But the portion of like having to stop and like film or like stop and like make sure I take a photo of something like that part kind of stresses me out a little bit. Yeah. I think I'm still working out the kinks with like, finding a groove that works for me with creating projects and creating content simultaneously. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's at least you have that because I think Mm -hmm. for people who they know they love home decor, but they also would like to relax on the weekend and not like wallpaper their whole bedroom or whatever it is. Um, Like that's, that's a problem because obviously that's a little bit harder to, that feels like work, you know, at least this is a little therapeutic for you. So I think, if I were you in your situation, what I would do that I think would be really helpful is like, when you think of your project, okay, you've got the whole project outline of what you want to do, maybe Mm -hmm. like sit down and for each thing that you like each step, like write a little bullet point of exactly what you want to get on video or exactly Mm -hmm. what you want to get for photo. And then at least you can kind of say like, okay, I'm on I'm on step three, here's the one little video clip that I need to get, you know, and then you don't have to think about it. Because I think sometimes that's what happens. You're like, Oh, well, should I get this? But then if I don't get that, then I won't have this part of the video. Like, and you start like thinking about it way too hard. That Mm -hmm. for me is very stressful. So I would literally like write out scene by scene of like what this video is going to look like. And just 
relate one scene to each step, you know, and then yeah. you literally just have to like execute on it. No thought involved. That might Love be really that. helpful. Yes, yeah. that sounds like way easier. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I started doing for a lot of my sponsored work because I was like, oh no, like what if I miss one thing that's like super important? And so I just started writing out scene by scene exactly what it was. And then it's so easy. You're just going through a checklist. You know, you're like, okay, got that one. Sweet, we're on to step two, like go on there. And it becomes, you know, like just just like going through a checklist. That should definitely be helpful. I like that. Um, so you also wanted to chat today about your rates. Um So basically, I guess my first question would be for Instagram and for TikTok, what are you currently charging? So for, excuse me, for TikTok, I recently charged $350, $350 just for a video. What is your follower count? Um, I think it's, let me me check. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My follower count on TikTok is 3,512. Okay. And what does your typical like videos see? Like what's like the typical range in terms of views? Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Every time you open it up, it's like something. And I was like yelling at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say that I don't get, <clears throat> sorry, my throat is killing me. <laughs> oh gosh. <clears throat> I would say recently, I'm not getting over a thousand views on anything. Okay. I would say I'm hovering like right around 400 on average, okay. maybe. That's honestly so, like, that's really not bad for your, at your follower count. Like that's mm-hmm. really not bad. Um, and you said you're charging 350. Yeah. Okay. For TikTok, yeah. I, and do you feel like you have brands at this point that are agreeing to the 350? So I've had one brand reach out specifically for a TikTok video and yeah. that was like the price I gave them and they were like great, perfect. Were there any usage rights included? Um no, there were not. Okay. They said if they wanted to add that in then they would like reach out to me and let me know and they agreed with the um $100 per month okay. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's actually really great. Like I think 350 is actually on the higher end than mm-hmm. again at your follower account with your video views. I think that's actually a little bit higher than I would probably recommend charging. So if you can have a brand agree to that, mm-hmm. great. Like that's your starting rate. Perfect. So <laughs> I would say keep the 350. And again, you may have to negotiate down, which I don't think would be the craziest thing. Again, I feel like somewhere between like 200 to 250 is probably what mm-hmm. I would expect. The thing about TikTok, and you had asked, like, you know, should you be charging the same on Instagram as the same on TikTok in terms of, like, with follower account? And the way that I look at it, an Instagram follower holds a lot more weight than a TikTok follower does. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, like, typically, if you follow someone on Instagram, like, you're making, like, a very important decision to, like, you know, (laughs) let them be be someone that you follow. I feel like it takes a lot more thought to follow someone on TikTok than it or on Instagram than it does on TikTok. Whereas, you know, on TikTok, we're like, we'll just follow anyone at anything. I don't care what yeah, it is. It right. made me laugh once. Perfect. Follow. Yeah. And so it's a little bit easier to build a following on TikTok typically than it is on mm-hmm. Instagram. So I don't think that the follower count and rate would be like very much aligned with each other. Um, but I would say if you can get 350 for a TikTok video, great. Uh, again, okay. you may have to come down and negotiate somewhere 200 250 without usage rights and i think that would be equally as fine um mm-hmm. but yeah start at 350 i think that's great how about for instagram 
So for Instagram, I feel like it varies. Um, I, let me see what I charged recently Mm -hmm. for, I think I'm charging around 400 to 500, depending. Um, I don't know. I, it varies. I feel like okay, I'm changing my number <laughs> every time I pitch. Like I'm That's not, not consistent. Uncommon. <laughs> um, what is your current follower count there? That one is, let me see that one. I am at 5,624. Okay. And then your engagement rate is probably maybe around like a two. Yes. Yeah, 100%? I would say so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you had said it gone down a little bit from the three. So if we assume it's somewhere around there, um, I would say maybe for an Instagram post, like a post versus a reel, I think a post mm-hmm. you could probably do like maybe like 400 mm-hmm. and then maybe a reel you do like 450 or 500. Again, no usage rights. And this would be like bare minimum, mm-hmm. super easy, not something you're doing like a big giant DIY project for like those kind of things. And that's why I think your your rate is going to vary so much. But mm-hmm. I would say like absolute bare minimum that I would accept would probably be around $400. Um, and again, that would be super, super simple. That would be like, you know, I'm going to like have your you know, dishwasher soap in my kitchen photo yeah. that I'm taking, yeah. you know, like nothing crazy. Um, but again, as soon as you start having brands asking you to like, you know, do something where you do have to put a lot more time into it, or like, it's going to be a really complicated video to edit, or they mm-hmm. have, you know, like a lot of very specific requirements for that video. Anytime you feel like, oh my God, this is a big project. I'm a little overwhelmed by like what's on this brief. Mm -hmm. I would bump up the rate. Um, So again, I mean, Instagram, we're chart, you have a little bit more following there, but -hmm. we're still charging a little bit more there again from like what I would typically start Mm -hmm. you at. Um, I mean, how do you feel about those rates? Do you feel like they're like comfortable for you? Yeah, I think that they're definitely comfortable. Um, I mean, like you said, I feel like it's higher than what I would except typically you know what I mean so yeah yeah um yeah I mean we also too if you ever need to kind of like look back at this when you know follower count changes or engagement rate changes Mm -hmm. or whatever it is we have that creator rate guide that's in Mm -hmm. the resources tab in social suite as well um so that's a great resource to kind of check back on um typically what I recommend is like looking at that rate it goes by follower count will tell you if you have this many followers this is how much I would typically start at. But again, Mm -hmm. there are other things that you want to think about. So like if your engagement rate, you know, started to get back where you wanted it to, and it was over 3%, and it was just like a great high engagement rate, that's something you could, you know, add $5,100 onto that Mm -hmm. rate for. Um, Mm -hmm. Or again, like the ask of what the brand is asking you, obviously, any exclusivity usage, any of those kind of things, we're, we're raising the rate for. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, very much bare minimum, the numbers that we went over today, but it's so normal that it's going to change with literally every collaboration that you're going to do. Yeah. That's (laughs) how it feels. (laughs) Yeah. It's, that's not abnormal. Typically what I'll do if the brand will 
you know, if they give me like, oh, these are the deliverables, it's one reel, one story, one TikTok video, okay, like that's great and everything, but what is this video about? Like, I'll ask more information and even ask if they can send me the brief before Mm -hmm. I sign a contract, because that's a great way to see again, like, what are they going to be really requiring of me in this video? Mm -hmm. Because it sucks. If you agree to that bare minimum of $400, and then you get the brief, and it's like this massive project. And you're like, damn it, that's not what I was expecting here. (laughs) And then you end up in a situation um, that is very frustrating. So that's something to think about too. Ask for the brief before you sign a contract. There's really nothing wrong with that. If they don't have a brief ready yet, I would just ask, like, what are you guys, what are the expectations for this video? What are you guys expecting? Um, What are, you know, like the key points that you want me to cover in this video? Mm -hmm. Okay. Sweet. Are you feeling like a little bit more like ready, a little bit more comfortable? Yes, I would definitely say compared to the beginning of the call to now, I'm feeling a little bit better. (laughs) Okay, good. Like if it makes you feel any better, everything that we went over today is something that I literally talk with people about every single day. These are huge problems that every creator has with consistent consistency and engagement and rates. Like they're difficult things to figure out. And unfortunately, there are things that change very frequently. So it just sometimes when you figure them out, they change again and you have to like figure out how to, you know, like you're always having to pivot and you're always having to kind of do these trial and error things to find out like, okay, well then what is going to work this time? Yeah. Right. It's just always changing. So it makes sense that those are things that you're struggling with, but again, you are absolutely not alone. Even myself, I struggle with a lot of these things as well. So. <laughs> okay. Good. Good to know. <laughs> Sweet. All right, guys. Well, if you are looking to get your free one-on-one podcasting coaching call, you can become a member of our private membership community, The Social Suite. All the information that you need is down in the show notes. Megan, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad we got to reconnect. Me too. Thank you so much for having me again.